Hello there, and welcome to another Hangouts and Headlines here in Virtual Legality. I hope you can all hear me. I never know until a broadcast starts. Uh, please do confirm in chat if you can get this, if you are getting this broadcast. It's showing that it might be a problem here, so let me know. Fantastic. Thank you, Chad. I always appreciate it. And I am sorry for giving you about 30 seconds warning before I do these. Uh, as you'll find when I'm doing virtual legality videos, whether it's virtual legality proper, the video on demand that I started with, or the streams that I'm now doing, the hangouts, the headlines, the fun stuff that we talk about uh, regularly, I have to squeeze it in around uh, what I'm doing as practicing law. Uh, we're a working law firm. We've got clients that have needs. We've got calls to get on. Uh, and so sometimes I look at my window of time and say, I could do one right now. We should absolutely have a conversation about this. Uh, and uh, it's at weird times. I believe I set this time to 9.50. Uh, and I only have a, a short period of time, relatively speaking, when compared to 10 hour and eight and a half hour streams to talk with you all today. I have no idea where, whether anybody will be joining us today. I gave them the same seven minute head start uh, that I gave you all. But I wanted to talk about a few things. Um, and that's what we are going to do right now. I, I don't know if you saw the channel. I did a video very recently uh, about a tweet that went out from Elon Musk this morning uh, that basically said, we're putting the deal on hold with Twitter. For those of you that don't know, Elon Musk is at least ostensibly in talks to buy Twitter, has signed a merger agreement for $44 billion as a purchase price, uh, and then is being Elon Musk with respect to communications. Uh, on these things, right? He's saying one thing while intimating another. And I did a video on this uh, that, I, hey, I'd love it if you checked out, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more fulsomely because I think it's the kind of thing that people are seeing reported on and don't necessarily know what to do with. So don't want to repeat myself from the video I did earlier, but if you do have any questions on this, feel free to tag me at Works. Super Chat obviously works, but I do want to be responsive to people. And I'm looking into potentially doing streams related to virtual legality episodes, the video on demand style, uh, more frequently uh, when we come into this space. So the long story short here uh, is that Elon Musk has entered into a merger agreement where he's guaranteed that he's not going to do something radical. He's not going to simply walk away. He's not going to meet his obligations under the agreement. And if he does, he personally owes Twitter a billion dollars. So when you see a tweet that goes out from somebody like Elon Musk and says something along the lines of, hey, I'm looking at detail X now and the deal is temporarily on hold. I'm still committed, says the New York Times in their headline here, uh, but predominantly from a legal perspective because he has to say he's still committed, uh, right? That if you've signed on to a merger agreement that says I'm going to do my best as a covenant, as a promise to move this deal forward, uh, then yeah, you can't just come out here and say, I'm no longer committed to the deal, or I'm not going to use my commercially reasonable best efforts to move that deal forward. So what you're seeing in a headline like this one, and, and again, please do check out the video I did on this. Uh, what you're seeing in a headline like this one is basically what has to happen in any circumstance that looks like this. You've got an individual signed up to a merger agreement, maybe having second thoughts. I mean, you can ascribe whatever motivations you want to an individual like Elon. Certainly, we've seen his name pop up and his motivations ascribed in specific ways in the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial. Uh, and so you can do that. 
But while you do that, you have to understand that the legal ramifications of making certain moves require him to speak about them in certain ways, right? If he just backs out of the deal, that could be a big, big problem for him. Even if technically, by whatever reason he might give in the agreement or in the tweets or other communications he has with the public, he could potentially uh, get away with it, uh, if you will. He has to be careful because there are rules of contracting that say you can't have just entered into a document in order to walk away. You can't just fool someone. You can't just take Twitter for a ride. I said Elon put on in the title of my video. You can't just do that. You have to have a legitimate reason because otherwise you'll find yourself uh, under question for what we call good faith and fair dealing, right? And that's a notion that we've talked about in virtual legality in the past. Maybe you're familiar with already. But it's a notion that says, look, it's impossible for the human experience to document negotiations and meetings of the minds and communications solely in the words on a page because anybody can figure out a technicality or a loophole or a way to read a document that is suggestive of a reason to leave. And so what we require of the parties that are entered into an agreement is that they have to still undertake it in good faith. They have to still operate on the premises that we aren't just looking for loopholes that we're trying to meet in a good fashion. And that's that's one of the reasons you see it framed this way. To me, this signals that Elon is either semi-serious or not serious about moving forward with the deal and or looking for a way to lower the stock price or walk away, hopefully from his perspective, without losing a billion dollars. Now, will that happen? I can't promise that. I will tell you, out of the prognostications and predictions I've given in virtual legality, I have a very good track record. I'm very proud of that. My track record with Elon Musk, not so good. He is what I call a wild card actor, and he might decide tomorrow to walk away from the deal, one billion hell or high water, or he might decide that he's doubling down and buying Twitter and trying to buy something else uh, at the same time. It's basically impossible to guess at. But I wanted to start out this episode by talking about it with you all. Uh, because I do think it's interesting. I do think it's important. And I do think uh, it's an easy thing for people to skip because at the end of the day, if you're here because you like the Depp Heard trial, or if you're here because you like these live streams and seeing the LawTube friends come in and have chats about all sorts of things, uh, you may not be as familiar with the business end of this stuff. I'm a commercial lawyer. I'm a transactions guy that does mergers and acquisitions, does purchases, contracts, and the rest. And I think there's so much fun and interest in how the world operates and what the world for you will look like tomorrow in looking at those deals and how they proceed or don't. Uh, that That's why I cover these things here uh, in virtual reality. So please feel free to flag me with a question or otherwise super chat or however else you want to get my attention uh, to ask me anything about that that you might otherwise be interested in. But yes, we are also going to talk about the stuff that we've been talking about uh, in Hangouts and Headlines before, including... Uh, a article that maybe doesn't love LawTube, and in particular calls out uh, Alita at Legal Bites and Emily D. Baker from her uh, channel uh, in interesting ways, which we'll be moving on to uh, in just a second after we hit some of these super chats already, which is very, very nice of you to add. So first we start out, Ashley Kisper, I hope I got that right, Cox, good morning and happy Friday the 13th, everyone, right? Friday the 13th. It's fun. I'm excited. <laughs> Jared Vester. Hogue. I usually say Illy. I'm going to keep with Illy here. I've been told what that means, but I'm going to say Illy. 
Hogue, Illy, and it looks like Amber Heard's team will be calling Johnny Depp back to the stand. So I talked about this a little bit on Legal Bites stream. We have seen uh, tweets and rumors that suggest that they want Whitney on the stand. They want to call Johnny Depp back to the stand. And I will tell you, I'm sitting back here a little bit disbelieving some of those reports. I know they've gotten leaked out. I know that that's strongly suggestive of seriousness of what the team is going to do. But I'm just not seeing a Johnny Depp recall. I don't know that it makes a lot of sense. Generally speaking, you have to establish that something has changed between when you got to do his cross-examination. And now there's only a couple of witnesses between Johnny Depp uh, and Amber Heard's case. I don't know what kind of stipulated agreement that we know exists because of the motion to strike hearing would have been agreed to by the parties that said, no, we can't call Amber hostily, but you can call Johnny hostily. I, I don't know how that agreement would have come into being. So look, that's what they're saying is happening. I've seen those rumors out there. I cannot tell you whether they will happen. I will follow along as you will. And if they try to call Johnny Depp back to the stand, that will be a very interesting moment in this case. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Christy Lane, how can Whitney testify if she didn't finish her deposition? I have no idea. This is where it comes from me being a transactional attorney rather than a litigator. I, you know, I've looked at these things in law school. I've listened to the other panelists uh, in LawTube. Uh, and it is a big question mark regarding whether Whitney can testify to some sort of limited level uh, because Johnny Depp's team would have at least been in the room during parts of her deposition. I don't know what the answer to that is. So that's going to be interesting in and of itself as well, right? The other part of that rumor, I think, is Ellen Barkin is going to testify, uh, which doesn't move the needle so much for me because I want to see extrinsic testimony that otherwise validates some of the things uh, that Amber Heard is saying, not just kind of character stuff. Uh, but it's a really interesting state of affairs, isn't it? I mean, this case continues to be interesting as to the rules of evidence, what witness testimony come in, what these sides are trying to prove, who can get recalled, what depositions do uh, if we're not going to require them uh, of the parties that are going to come to the stand and more. I, I, I really do think this is a fantastic case to get educated about the civic situation in, in our judiciary and how these trials actually move forward. So I'm glad so many people are interested in it even though some news media people are maybe not so glad that people are apparently interested in it. We'll get to that in just a minute. Taylor Umbarger, hello from Troy, or hell from Troy. Has LawTube ever done a mock trial type of thing? I'd love to see you all in action. Thanks, Hogue. Again, you don't want to see me in action in a litigatory uh, context. Maybe I'll be judge or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't think we've ever done that. To be honest, LawTube as a group of us, the ones that know each other now that you refer to as LawTube, have only been getting together for maybe six months. Uh, at this point in time. And so we're still moving forward with things and ideas and premises and trying not to step on each other's toes with times for streams and things like that. And, and I think we do have a number of great ideas. I've talked about it in the past on other streams. I am planning to figure out logistically how to do a uh, lawyers who game or gaming lawyers type stream where we play some social deduction games and among us and other things, potentially just on camera with cards and board games and things like that, as well as video games. I have to get the logistics down that that's going to be after trial at minimum uh, that we do something like that. But I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that, especially from LawTube who want to play some games uh, over here in virtual legality. Uh, so I'm looking forward at that. Mock trials, I think, are cool ideas. It, it takes a lot of organization, uh, and that's the big trick with us is we're all doing other things and either running firms like myself or otherwise operating podcasts and major efforts that are just outside of streaming on LawTube. So we're going to try, uh, but uh, we've got a ways to go to, to push forward with some of that. Family Tech, thank you for the super chat. Sent you a DM on Twitter, just letting you know in case you didn't see it. Thanks. 
I don't recall one from somebody called Family Tech, but I will look. I've gotten a lot of DMs and I just have to be honest. I am not used to the volume of messages, emails, DMs, and contacts that I have gotten uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, and so if you'll bear with me <laughs> on that process, uh, I would definitely really appreciate it because again, I'm not used to it and I'm trying to get to everybody. I love communicating with people. I love contacting people and returning their messages. Uh, but it's quite it's quite the volume right now. I very much appreciate the super chat. Laura Smart, emoji crying happy. The hat is okay. Celebratory emoji. The hat is okay. We found the hat. I had one day where I didn't wear a hat, people. I tell you what, you're gonna know every time I get a haircut, I think, because I generally don't wear the hat right after a haircut because I don't like I don't like how it feels. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna see that like once every six weeks. So you know, get excited, people. Uh, Gecko Gamer, the Twitter acquisition reminds me of the Grand Vision acquisition, where the buyer tried to seize the administration of Grand Vision after they signed the deal to get a lower price. I don't know that deal. That's fantastic context, Gecko Gamer. I'm gonna look that up after the stream. But yeah, there's there's oddness here, right? Elon Musk is doing something, and it's a little bit opaque to tell what it is. Is he just trying to drive down the stock price? Is he trying to walk away? The issues that I raised in my video today are that. Now, what he frames out as the potential problem is the 5% of bots, and he wants confirmation that it's less than 5% of bots. Well, that's fine, except that he refers to an article from 11 days ago when he announces that this morning. And that article from 11 days ago uses a provision within their filings at the SEC that Twitter has appeared to use for a long time. I only looked back one report, but at least a quarter ago, they were saying the exact same thing on the numbers and how they reported them. So the diligence on what the bots are, what the spam level is on Twitter, all, in my opinion, of course, should have been done before you sign on the dotted line for a merger agreement. If that's a concern to you, you check that out. So when you say, hey, this is a potential problem for me and we're looking into it, that's fine behind closed doors. Even after you've signed, that's normal. That's part of the diligence process. When you go and announce it to the world, when it isn't required, that isn't a required announcement, you're doing something different. And I'm not positive what it is, but it certainly looks to me like the Darth Vader is trying to alter the deal. Uh, and we will see how that goes in the long run. Thank you so much for the super chat, Echo Gamer. Really appreciate the support for the channel I've always seen from you. Linda Poulin, since when does EM care about rules? Elon Musk. It's it's tough. I don't when I don't have buddies, I get the acronyms. I'm like, oh my god, what does EM mean? Uh, when does Elon Musk care about rules? I think when it comes to public communications, when it comes to SEC things, I think this is a totally fair chat. I think this is a fair commentary that suggests Elon Musk always is kind of not following dotting eyes and crossing T's and doing all that kind of stuff. So, Linda, your point is well taken. Britt Cormier, Hogue, so glad to see you back. Yeah, I'm. Flirting with Monday, Wednesday, Fridays with maybe a variable if I have too much work uh, going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at that. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts, uh, you know, in the comments to this video. Uh, that dude that took your place yesterday without the hat was not nearly as smart as you. <laughs> it was still me, Britt. I would not hire him as a guest host again. My God. Okay. So do you guys, do you guys like following me? Do you like coming into my space? Or are you here for the hat? I have questions, Britt. Uh, so thank you very much for the comment. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just part hat now. Uh, so we'll have to get used to that. 
Um, and we have just a few more here. And then we'll go to the, the article that I that this was originally going to be about before all the Elon Musk stuff started happening this morning. I was hoping that maybe one of the people would come in, but I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. It's Friday morning, everybody. Gecko Gamer, hello from Fantasia Land with a roller coaster in front of my door in the hotel. That is awesome. I love it. Angela Richter, there is no way Musk could have found out about the bots until he bought it. Okay, so let's back up. He hasn't bought it. He doesn't own it. He's doing diligence between the signing and the closing. You can absolutely 1,000% do whatever diligence you're doing in this period before the signing. In fact, that's generally referred to as the diligence period. Um, so Elon Musk could have found out whatever he wanted before uh, agreeing to sign on the dotted line. Obviously, this came in as a quasi-hostile type offer, and the board was doing various things that didn't present so well. But he didn't need to make an offer that was wasn't contingent on these things. Now he's looking at them and that's totally fine. It's normal to continue diligence after the signing. It's not normal to declare that the deal is on hold to the public at large through, ironically, the platform that he's otherwise trying to buy. Uh, so that's an unusual move. It is definitely not unusual. I've been in it in a number of instances in my career where you sign on the dotted line, you've got a merger agreement, you've got a purchase agreement, whatever that looks like, and then you find something out that you didn't expect. And you say, hold on, we got to go pencils down on this. We have to uh, interpolate this new data with our financial advisors, et cetera. And that all happens behind closed doors. You don't you don't announce it to the world. Um, so this is the diligence process happening after signing, telling folks about it. He knew he would get those headlines. He knew that would happen uh, in terms of what was going on from there. I don't know what it means, but I do think it means something. So we'll see where it winds up. RG, Neuralink equals extreme suffering to monkeys, 15 dead, crying emoji. Kelly Levis, Hogue for mayor of Lawtube Town. This reminds me of when I was young and we had Safety Town. We had, you learned about traffic signals and things and like the little power bikes and you had like a big mat that, that had the city and there was a mayor's office and things like that. That's that's just me, huh? Yeah. No, I, I don't think I can declare myself mayor of Lawtube Town. Um, I don't, who would be a good mayor of Lawtube Town? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we will think on that. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. And let's talk about the trial. So my wife, co-counsel, actually flagged this for me uh, the other day. Uh, and it was an article that popped up uh, that featured some of our favorite people here uh, on YouTube, uh, being uh, Alita and Emily Baker, in what I would describe as a not super flattering way. Um, so if we look at this article, the Depp versus Heard trial is just the beginning for live court cases turning into internet mass obsessions. We get a big picture here of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and we scroll a little bit. We get the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, Amber Heard, has now captivated the internet for a month with its intense fandoms, memes, and videos becoming ubiquitous on almost every platform. Ubiquitous, great word, by the way. Word of the day, I think, for this video. Its dominance may also be shaping how social media is evolving as analyzing the intricacies of court cases and spectating trials emerges as a new genre of content. What do you think, folks? 
you think you're going to watch more trials after this? Do you think Depp versus Hurd is a flash in the pan? Uh, do you Are you interested in following the next big thing? I know Kurt and Uncivil Law is planning on doing some trials this fall. Uh, I know that uh, some folks are going to be reporting on, for instance, the Marilyn Manson trial. We'll be talking about an article like that uh, in just a minute. I can't really say myself whether or not uh, it's going to be something that is continuing on. This seems like a zeitgeist type moment. This seems like a moment where everybody is interested in this specific set of circumstances because of how crazy they are and the individuals involved. I have questions on that, but so does Insider here. So let's talk about those. Catalina Galanta, Associate Professor in Private Law and Technology at Utrecht University, has been absorbed by the trial and likened the attention it has received to the excitement of an esports marathon, which is interesting to me, right? Because this is a professor of law and technology who compares this to an esports marathon. And it strikes me as that meme where you say, you know, the, the person who's only ever seen Boss Baby says, this reminds me of Boss Baby. I, I don't see gamification here. We're going to see that referenced. Uh, with respect to this trial, the gamifying of the observation experience, usually associated with earning something or actually playing a game and not just observing. I look at this, I look at Legal Bites, I look at uh, Ricada, I look at Emily Baker, the people that are streaming the trial directly uh, as effectively just doing commentating in a fairly normal way, but a way that would have been limited to cable news before. And one of the things that's happening in the media this past couple of weeks and, and, I, and I warned folks at LawTube about this when I started getting interview requests, uh, is that the media is looking to, in my opinion, of course, discount what's happening here to talk about why it's not a good thing. And, and this kind of reference, which I don't agree with to esports, is kind of suggestive of that. Uh, gaming in and of itself has a certain amount of uh, negative attention from the media. And then you say that you're gamifying something that should be taken seriously, like a judicial process, and that's going to put you in a certain bucket. Or as Professor Gowanta says here, generally speaking, if audiences perceive something as educational, people will not really watch it. But the moment when there's any form of gamification or entertainment of that content, then it becomes much more enjoyable. Okay, folks, you've been with me in virtual legality for a while. You've listened to a bunch of hangouts and headlines. You've listened to Legal Bites or wherever else you go on, on LawTube or YouTube to get this kind of information. I like to think of what we do as an educational type process. Yes, there's entertainment. Yes, there's laughter and there's humor uh, in certain respects. Uh, and we can talk about entertainment in the second part of this quote. But I think I fundamentally disagree with folks simply not liking educational content. Yeah, you have to give a spoonful of sugar with some of this stuff. But generally speaking, human beings are always interacting with each other on that basis. I disagree. And I suspect you do, do too. But, you know, leave a comment in, in the chat to the video, what have you. I disagree with the notion that people don't like to be informed, that they don't like to get educated, that they don't like to learn more. And I think there's an audience for that. And maybe it's not the same size audience as the, as the audience that wants to just go uh, and watch cool guys walking away from explosions on the big screen. I can't tell you that. But I do think there's an audience for that education. And I think discounting that is realistically part of the problem with what media puts forth. This article 
basically starts with a quote. This is like the thesis. This is the opening of what they're about to talk about with respect to LawTube and Alita and Emily and says, people don't like to be educated. People don't like to be informed unless there's some kind of humor element, unless there's some kind of entertainment element. And honestly, I disagree. But again, I'm the guy that loved Epcot Center at Walt Disney World when it was all learning stuff. And that's where I would go instead of the Magic Kingdom and things like that. And I look at you know what they've changed the rides to and say, oh, those aren't those aren't nearly as interesting because we weren't focused on science or learning. We're just with Star Lord and on a roller coaster or whatever. And I think something of value is lost. I'm fully willing to sit here and say, well, maybe I'm an unusual person. <laughs> maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not the right person to speak on these things uh, because that's the person I am. But I feel very strongly about it. And honestly, that's why virtually God exists in part is to say, look. We can take the stuff that we're interested in. We can take Elon Musk buys Twitter. That's crazy. He's a celebrity and he's a crazy wild card on the internet. We can take Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Two celebrities going at it. Salaciousness, gossip, craziness. And we can take those things and we can be educated. We can be informed by that process. Here's a, here's, here's a personal friend of mine who actually knows me in real life, just sitting out and telling me I am strange. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Good to see you here in the chat. <laughs> and that's where I come from. Uh, and yes, I like to present things as entertainingly as possible. I like to make connections and joke about pop culture and make movie references. The same as the next person. But I really fundamentally believe there are folks that are curious and want to know more. I'm one of them. And I hope you are too. Uh, but I, I apologize for the big, long speechifying there. Uh, this is the kind of thing that is important to me. You've probably heard it from me before. Uh, and it will continue to be so. Now, she says here that there's gamification or entertainment to make that enjoyable. I think entertainment is in play. We've talked about TikToks. We've talked about you know music video forms of this. I don't know that there's been any kind of gamification. I haven't seen anybody you know betting on things. She might be talking about the counters um, that some people are using. We saw that on Twitch for like smirks from Johnny Depp, etc. And we get this headline, right? And you'll see some people you might recognize right under this headline. The Depp trial is just the beginning of gamifying legal cases. YouTubers have rapidly amassed huge fan bases covering the trial. Alina, Alita, Majeka, who runs the channel Legal Bites and has 176,000 subscribers. I think that's out of date by now, Insider. And Emily D. Baker, a former LA district attorney who has 328,000 subscribers have posted dozens of hours worth of live reaction and analysis videos as the trial has gone on and seen massive success with hundreds of thousands of views on every upload. Now, I will tell you this right now, that Alita and Emily are putting out fantastic content on all sorts of topics. And this topic has caught the cultural interest, and that's fair, and we'll be talking about that in this article, but they are first and foremost good content creators that engage with their audience and they put out great content. I didn't start following them, joining them on their streams until I saw that they had it, whatever that is, in order to engage with their communities and deliver those kinds of messages. And yeah, we joke that Emily comes into this space and has a cursy word jar because I like to not have swears in, in this space and she likes to do that in her space. That's totally fine. That's different approaches to the same material. She is a great content creator that was big before this trial and will be big after it. And we'll get to that part of this article as well. Now, in order to explain to people who aren't in this space how big this is, they say some of Baker's live streams 
have had 25,000 people watching at once, she told Insider. Now, that's a big number, but Emily's selling herself short. I've seen numbers that are 25,000 on her channel. I've seen numbers that are bigger than that. I've seen numbers on Alita's channel that are over 50, I believe, while I have been there. And here we go. Emily Baker correcting the record. My channel topped 67,000 in the live stream. But this must have looked at the third week. And that's totally fair, Emily. I don't know when you gave these quotes. Um, but I'm glad that you're at least in the chat. I'm sure that, uh, yes, there are the purple hearts. Uh, and I appreciate it. I definitely wanted to talk about this one uh, because I think that they are framing law tube and particularly Alita and Emily because they are the ones that they are focused on here uh, in a negative light. And, and I think it's entirely unfair. Uh, here's Emily's quote. We'll just be quoting Emily while she sits in the chat hearing me quote her. It's fun stuff. It's been wild, said Baker, who has grown over 120,000 subscribers over the course of the trial. First of all, congratulations, Emily. That is awesome. I had people in my chat from all over the world every day. And that's the best. I love the super chats that are like, here's from Scotland, here's from Thailand, here's from wherever. That is a lot of good vibes uh, for someone like me, someone like Emily and elsewise, because if you believe in what you're putting out there, then that's reaching people that you wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. And these articles, the ones we've seen from The Guardian, the ones we've seen from Insider, the ones we've seen elsewhere, are intimating that these folks are just out there for a quick buck or just out there to capitalize on the cultural interest and the zeitgeist. Um, and I get that. I get cynicism. I get looking at these things and saying there are a lot of grifters. There are a lot of people out there that are just trying to take advantage of the situation before them and the societal interest in these questions. But that doesn't mean that everybody is. And that doesn't mean that Alita is. It doesn't mean that Emily is. And you just kind of make that intuition as we go forward with this article. TikTok is also blowing up with legal content. Some firms have started capitalizing on the surge in interest, such as Atlanta's Jonathan W. Johnson, which has been advertising its services and giving out legal advice. Now, I don't know this TikToker. I don't know what's happening here. I sincerely doubt that on TikTok, this person is quote unquote, giving out legal advice. So the framework of this article has a number of holes in it to start, and it continues to have those holes as we talk about it further. Uh, we scroll past a few things here from formatting. Jenna Drenton, an associate professor of marketing in the Quinlan School of Business who specializes in social media platforms, told Insider that there are essentially three trials going on, the real trial, the televised trial, and the TikTok trial. One in the physical courtroom, one in the mainstream media with official coverage of the courtroom, and one in the shadows of social media with secondhand remixed trial outtakes. So to be clear, I think you guys can probably spot this. But what's missing from this description of events, right? You're either there in person. Obviously, we're not doing that. You're the mainstream media with, quote unquote, official coverage of the courtroom, or you're in the shadows with secondhand outtakes. Strikes me that despite just covering Alita, just covering Emily Baker, the one thing that is missing in this description <laughs> is legitimate legal experts doing their damnedest to comment on the trial, watching every minute of the thing as it happens, just the same as quote unquote official coverage of the courtroom. It's just that it's not mainstream media. And this at bare minimum shows a blind spot, right? I'm not trying to throw Jenna Drenton under the bus. It's totally fine that she's giving these quotes, but she gives this quote, I would argue legitimately, and she doesn't even think of 
anything on social media north of secondhand remixed trial outtakes. And that's your big blind spot. That's what we're seeing right now. That's what's happening in the media because that's the way things have always been. And it's my great pleasure that Alita at Legal Bites and Emily at Emily Baker's channel are making inroads to change that understanding of how these things can be covered. But it's a slow road and we see articles like this one. People have an abundance of sound bites and video clips to make into content, she added, meaning consumers are no longer just viewers, but active participants and commentators. A few years ago, the mainstream media controlled what would make it to the general public, and this would have been much harder. I can't actually intuit which way we're supposed to take that paragraph, but I can tell you, for one, from my perspective, I'm very happy that it, we don't have to just go through the filters of whatever mainstream media means to you. And I'm not an attacker of the concept of media institutions. It's just that it's better to not have gatekeepers telling you what to believe and what you just saw and what to intuit yourselves from what's happening elsewhere. Live streams are great. Experts talking over those live streams are great. Obviously, I'm self-interested in this. I am right now making a live stream, making commentary on live streams, making commentary. I know I have to spin a top to tell if I'm dreaming, but while we talk about these things, they continue to grow and grow in audiences' minds in what I think is a very cool way. And Drenton admits, I do think future public legal cases will continue to play out this way, especially when it comes to celebrities. And I do think celebrities are more likely to get this kind of treatment than others. During Britney Spears' conservatorship case, fans couldn't get enough and an army of supporters showed up when it was finally time for Spears' appearance in court. We saw that. And then we get into a little bit of shade, right? We get into a little bit of, well, who are these grifters? Who, who is Emily D. Baker anyway? Who is, who is Alita Majeka? What are these accounts going to do after the verdict? The Depp Heard trial is currently taking a 10-day break from testimony. Only uh, three days left, folks. Amber Heard takes the stand on Monday. Be there. Get excited. And there are a few weeks left until closing arguments. Commentary is still going strong, though, with videos continuing to be posted and TikTok still circulating. Really inception levels of, of meta commentary here as you watch this stream, no? But the fascination won't last forever, which will mean accounts dedicated to supporting Depp and mocking Herd's lawyers will have to shift their focus. You see the sleight of hand there, right? So the article is talking about accounts that are discussing this trial, and they wind up referring to those accounts as dedicated to supporting Depp and mocking herds lawyers. So you get this sleight of hand here in the journalistic output. It says, well, these are all crazies. First of all, let's associate Alita and Emily with TikTokers and secondhand shadowy remixes. Mission accomplished. Then let's ask the question of what are these people going to do when this trial is over anyway? They're just hanging on to the tailwinds of a trial that everybody's interested in. Well, these accounts that are dedicated to supporting Depp and mocking herds lawyers will have to shift their focus. My God, I, I do this regularly. I analyze media output in virtual legality really as a second job, a second line of business. I do it all the time. I cannot think of anything that I have discussed that is more obviously biased than the media's takes on LawTube and legal analysis on streaming in general. And you see the same kind of mission statement now in multiple places. You see it with that Kotaku article. You see it with that Washington Post article. You see it in The Guardian. You see it in Polygon. You see it now in Insider. You will see it more. And it is disparage 
and discounts. TikTokers, there's going to be some bad ones out there. There's going to be bad people in any industry, in any corner of the internet. Let's associate whatever we're seeing with those people. Then let's associate those people with the Justice for Johnny movement or something more radical than even that and say, well, they're just here because of the celebrity. They're just here because of the salaciousness. They're just here to make misinformation, whatever that might mean to the author, worse by advocating for Johnny and disparaging Amber Heard. I will tell you, you know this, if you've been with me for a while, if you've seen me on Legal Bites, I came into this case knowing nothing. I came into this case with analysis on the first day of opening statements saying, man, that's a hard case for Johnny Depp to win. And I haven't changed that. That is still a hard case for Johnny Depp to win. But after having watched the case, Johnny Depp has a stronger position than I would have thought. And if you watched the case and you didn't come out with that position, reasonable minds can differ but I would want to question you about how you arrived at a different position than me. I think that anyone that watched this case would say, wow, that is a stronger claim that the things that were described didn't happen, that Johnny Depp is not the position that he was described as from that Washington Post article, than I would have assumed. The audio tapes are damning. The testimony is damning. The police officer saying they didn't see anything is damning. And you get to Amber Heard's testimony and you say, okay, I'm going to observe this with an open mind but you're going to have to show me something. And they present her early in the case, representing a different worldview than what Johnny Depp just did for three weeks. And I said on stream, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Now I'm presented with, there were one of two worlds that happened. Which one sounds more real to you? And I sit back, allowing Amber Heard to give her testimony and to bring in her witnesses. And I will keep that open mind. But I say, as of this moment, Johnny Depp's world sounds more likely to have occurred than Amber Heard's world. And if we're talking about preponderance of evidence, I find myself leaning toward Johnny Depp's got a real shot of winning this case. I am not a Johnny Depp stan. I like Pirates of the Caribbean as much as the next guy, but I don't love his portfolio of movies. I think he's a very gifted actor. But you put people in these buckets because you want to discount their analysis. You want to discount what Emily's doing. You want to discount what Alita's doing. And quite frankly, I find that to be crap. I know, I know, swear words here on the channel, but it is, in fact, crap. And it continues. According to Drenton, iterations of the 15 minutes of fame have occurred over and over again online, moving on when the news cycle does. You just, you just quoted hundreds of thousands of subscribers for Alita and Emily. We, we have to talk, insider author. We really have to talk about this. Some of the people creating this content will be able to leverage their fame, but most will fade from the spotlight, Drenton said. My prediction is that a few of these accounts will become exclusively geared towards either pop culture commentary or legal hot takes. I'll get back to it, I promise. But most will not, and they may not want to. Modern influencer culture depends on making content consistently, establishing a niche, and generating demand. Those who have gone viral a handful of times in the last few weeks may not be ready or willing to pursue content creation as a career. Now, as with all kind of slanted coverage of things, there is some truth in what is said here, right? You've heard me say it in virtual legality and on other channels. YouTube creation, any kind of content creation, I describe as a grind. Now, I happen to love it. I happen to love having talks with all of you, communicating with the community that I feel pride in building, in building folks where reasonable minds can differ, 
that we don't have to make everything into a political screed on every particular topic and that we can have a conversation about the details of those things. I love that. I feel like that is my mission statement in life when I do these kinds of things and I appreciate you all joining me on it. And yet you do have to be honest with people, right? If you just had a viral video, if you, I don't know, made some kind of bed breaking woodworking video and got instant success and huge amounts of subscribers. Yeah, the reality of this thing is maybe gonna wake you up a bit, potentially. Well, hello, Rob, where did you come from? Oh, $2 donation to Hoag Swear Jar, happy to see it. Thanks, Rob. Speaking of bed breakers, uh, this is what I mean, right? Rob, who has got a fantastic start, and you should definitely follow, like, and subscribe to Rob's channel, Law & Lumber, is, after this is over, going to figure out what his channel is, what he wants his cadence to be, and it might be great for him, it might not. Rob knows that, I would imagine. I don't know, haven't talked to him about it. I love putting words in your mouth, Rob, sorry about that. Uh, but obviously, if you've got prominence very, very quickly and you had a viral video go out, there is a legitimate truth here that says, hey, maybe some people are not gonna find it to their liking, all right? When I started this firm, uh, I started it with a partner and I would argue that what happened when that firm was started was that effectively, my partner didn't find it to his liking didn't much care for the non-paycheck, go figure out how you're going to keep the lights on and feed your family this month uh, type of approach. I find it energizing uh, when it's not completely terrifying, which I also like. That, is, that in and of itself is, is energizing, but it's not going to be to everybody's taste. And I'm going to help Rob as much as he asks me to uh, in terms of getting him uh, going on YouTube. I've already been trying to help behind the scenes and Rob's doing great, great stuff. But when you talk about people that have that kind of instant success, I think there is truth to say, okay, are they going to see? When you instead frame your article around Alita, who's been doing this for two plus years, I think it might be three at this point. And Emily, who is on my channel saying before her big breakout on YouTube, she had been making content for six years. You're coming from the wrong angle. Yes, they got big talking about these things because they're popular. Yes, they got big talking about these things because they're good at it. But that doesn't mean that they're a flash in the pan. That doesn't mean that they're going to go away. Yes, you could talk about TikTokers. Yes, you can talk about viral videos. You combine all these things to leave people with a feeling. You combine all these things to leave people with an emotion. And I find that to be just the wrong way to cover this kind of thing. Yes, predominantly, this is an opinion piece at, at this point in time. And people are welcome to have their opinions. I'm welcome to talk about them on my streams about why I think they are wrong. Taking sides in hotly contesting topics will continue, though, as will the rifts they create. We could see just as fierce fandoms coming out of the woodwork, had to highlight that, for future celebrity legal battles, Drenton said, just as they have for Depp, especially as people tend to seek out opinions that confirm their own biases, and platforms like TikTok do a very good job at providing that content. You like how they reference the YouTube people and then just slide into the TikTok people? That's obvious enough. You see references to legal hot takes becoming the channel of the day. And here, essentially framing your content creation as conforming people's biases. This is a great interview because if there's anybody that's confirming biases, it's this particular person giving the quote, right? You don't have to believe that everything on social media is the worst thing ever. You don't have to believe that all of this growth is happening on LawTube and elsewhere solely because we're feeding the lowest common denominator. In fact, I have talked to Alita. I have talked to Emily. I have talked to other LawTubers. Certainly, I feel this in my myself, that we could have grown faster. We could have done other things to get us into this particular bucket. 
to have outrage bombs, to have clickbaity titles, to have big red arrows and crazy faces on your thumbnails. And for the most part, we've avoided that because we want to present information. We want to entertain while we do it because people do like that, but we want to present information and help understanding and lead to better views of these kinds of things. And yeah, if I sound passionate about that, it's because I am. The internet and its often biased algorithms have more power than ever to pull people down a rabbit hole that supports their own beliefs. And those rabbit holes are very hard loops to escape. And that's the end of the article. They end this article about this trial, about talking the, through these wonderful creators that I have come to know, associating them with TikTok, associating them with hot takes, and left you with, well, as we all know, the internet just confirms your biases and leads you down black rabbit holes to darkness. And that's the article that we chose to go out with as the insider. So as soon as I saw this, I knew I wanted to do a hangouts and headlines on it. Uh, I appreciate you sitting with me while I get a little feisty on this kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, th this is important to me. Uh, and I I'm very glad that Emily was able to drop into chat. Obviously, like I said, we got practicing law. We got other things that are going on. So it's not always going to be a case where there's so much hanging out. Uh, rather than headlines. Uh, but obviously, I feel very strongly about this. Uh, and to some extent, I hope you do too. I, I hope you look at what you're watching and realize that it's not just trash TV. It's not just what people will accuse you of watching in Insider or Washington Post or Kotaku or Guardian or more. I can tell you, I've gotten inklings that there are more articles coming on this stuff. Get ready for the last two weeks of this trial, folks. And that doesn't mean that you are just falling into a pit of the lowest common denominator and enjoying hot takes and biases and all the rest. I aspire to something greater. I know a lot of my fellow law tubers do as well. Uh, and you can feel you can feel good about that, in my opinion. Um, so with that said, let's look at some super chats. Uh, I don't know whether they're on this article or not, so we'll just go through them together. First, we have Gio Rio. Have you seen the new gameplay footage of Gotham Knights? Okay, so I love this. This is truly Hangouts uh, and Headlines. Uh, any quick thoughts? Maybe more on Sunday BitCast. So I am on Season Gaming, Sunday BitCast, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can come check out our conversations about video games. Gotham Knights is a new game from Warner Brothers that is about uh, the Bat family uh, rather than Batman, who is said to have been killed before the events of that game. I have my doubts, if you can tell from my air quotes. I have to be honest. I want to be excited for that game, Geo Rio, but I thought it looked pretty clunky in its gameplay presentation. I will talk more about it on the BitCast, but I love the question and... I'm intending to have some hangouts and headlines that are more focused on the gaming news items uh, as well, especially after the trial concludes. Because as you know, I can't succeed if I don't do legal hot takes on topics of significant interest. So we'll just have to see how we survive the end of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, right, Gio? In any event, I want to like it more than I do after that footage. Thank you so much for the super chat. Mo Francis, Hogue without the hat equals bizarro Hogue. Oh, maybe I should wear like um, like a fake mustache and beard and I can be mirror universe hoag uh, when I don't have the hat and I can just cackle with glee and otherwise tent my fingers uh, like Mr. Burns. I, I, I think this could be a thing. We'll, we'll, we, we will think about it. Thank you for the super chat. TRP, you always look so happy. Uh, glasses nerd emoji. I'm a glasses nerd, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like to approach certainly these streams, virtual legality, interactions with you all. With a certain amount of energy and happiness, I like doing this. I like hearing from you all. I like talking with you all. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for the super chat. I like to be happy. I'm an optimist at heart. MWP, thank you for the super chat. 
Rolf Peterson, information is power. Heaven forbid an individual have the power to rebut the narrative of a brave new world order. Thanks for your work. There is a, some of that out there, right? We saw that, especially in the Guardian article. How dare you? How dare you stream legal trials yourselves? How dare you mock some of the things that you see or hear? These are solemn occasions. Sometimes mocking, sometimes humor, sometimes entertainment is the right way to approach analysis of what is even a serious event. And I think LawTube, for the most part, and I disagree sometimes with how certain things are handled, for the most part, treats these things with the seriousness which, which they deserve. Thank you for the super chat. Freddie Michael Voorhees started watching Legal Bites for the trial. Now I'm subscribed to more lawyers than I've ever met. First of all, it's, it's probably a good thing. You don't want in your normal life to meet a ton of lawyers. Things aren't going great when you have to do that. And my first job was for a law firm. Fantastic. I'm sticking around because I want to learn. Plus, cursey words. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do on an After Dark stream of some kind. It'll be like a one night only, no archive, immediately deleted. We'll let everybody spend their curse word jars. Uh, mildly sober because the media doesn't didn't capitalize on the OJ trial. Yeah, uh, it's sarcasm, right? Because in the 90s, of course, the media sensationalism surrounding the OJ trial, I think, helped sustain many a newsroom. Uh, for maybe a decade plus from there. So absolutely right. Absolutely right. One of the things that's happening here, if we are speculating and reading between the lines, is that this kind of stuff isn't great for the mainstream media newsrooms of the world. Britt Cormier, just think, if the legacy media were doing their job, maybe LawTube would not be a thing. Since legacy media cannot do their job, we have great independent creators who fill that niche. I, to me, uh, that's the God's honest truth. Right, I was tweeting about the coverage of Rittenhouse last fall because I was seeing what was happening and some of the disconnect there. That's how I got invited to start commenting separately. Uh, and so I certainly wouldn't have been involved if they were doing a better job, at least neutrally explaining from a legal point of view or otherwise what they were seeing in court. So absolutely, that is that is where I come from on these things. Gio Rio, Legal Bites explains so much, it's very educational. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Juliana Oliveira, God, I butchered the heck out of that. I'm sorry, Juliana. Uh, Oliveira, I was watching the trial by myself. Then I found Emily and you all guys. And now I actually understand better about what is going on. Yes, I like to learn. I think there are lots of people like you out there. I think there are at least 328,000 or whatever is subscribed to Emily that like to learn and or swear or swear and learn or learn and swear either way. Uh, and I think they are out there. I think that you should be proud of wanting to learn this kind of stuff or other stuff. You can go to other LawTube or other YouTubers and learn other topics. There's a lot of stuff that we can learn from each other and reasonable disagreement is how we grow. So thank you very much for the super chat. Uli Kaplan, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Jay Bird Lewis, mainstream media tantrum. People can ex access experts on a topic without us putting our agenda behind it. Boo hoo hoo, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. I think the emojis really said it all there. Thank you for the super chat. Rob Guyette, thank you, Hoglaw. Your selflessness and generosity during these streams, as well as your input and commentary, it's refreshing and appreciated. I look forward to your success and future content. Yeah, and, and look, you know, I'm obviously doing super chats right now, and I'm a very generous one from you. Uh, so I'm not going to lie to you. This is working out in terms of helping keep my lights on and feeding my family and supporting those kinds of things. Uh, so I like to support other people in law too. I go on Elitist channel and whatnot, and maybe that's what you're referring to as uh, generosity. But I like to see the rising tide raise all the boats. And I like to see good people that are doing good work and educating folks get where they should be. And I talked to Alita two years ago and I said, she's got it. 
She should be doing this kind of stuff. Uh, and I am so, so thrilled to see her just explode on this particular trial. And if I can be a part of that, if I can help on that on her channel, I am more than happy to do it. Uh, Uli Kaplan, another super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, B555, as a civil litigator for over 20 years, I can attest that this channel and other law tubers are doing an amazing job on Depp v. Heard. Thumbs up emoji. That is awesome, B555. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Immersive IRL. I don't mind hot takes, but I definitely prefer hoagies. I love it. I feel like having a sandwich now. Uh, tongue out smiling emoji. Halo angel emoji. I haven't seen that one before. I like that one. Thank you so much. Now I have to catch up because you guys were hitting me with a bunch of super chats while I was answering those. Um, let's see. Where is the halo emoji? Just hang on with me. Sorry about that. Uh, you all are you all are being super generous as you often are. Uh, and I don't have anybody else speaking on this video to take a little time so that I can capture those. So we're learning ever more every time we come out on the stream. Uh, so I appreciate you uh, you hanging with me here. There's the halo emoji. Here we go. Uh, Britt Cormier, this is, there is no deeper rabbit hole than Twitter. <laughs> I will put money that this article's author is part of the blue check mafia, that those on Twitter uh, with check marks. That may very well be the case. I think I've often described Twitter as a hellhole from which there is no escape. Uh, but also uh, without Twitter, I wouldn't have found LawTube. I wouldn't have found many of my contacts that have appeared on my videos, some of the things that I do. Uh, so I have been able to find usefulness out of it, but uh, you have to be careful. You have to be careful on that platform. Boogie34, where's Hatless Hogue? Let the lettuce flow. Uh, mostly going to be hats, going to tell you. Uh, I like wearing hats. Uh, they're easier for me to uh, get a video ready. Uh, and uh, they got the branding right on there. So, you know, I, I, I got to get the branding out there. Of course. Of course. Uh, Gaming Forte, one of the big supporters of the channel. Hi there, Gaming Forte. Dang. Turn my head for a second and poof, Hogue's over 80,000 subscribers. I'm ecstatic for your success and no people will stick. Super proud of my fellow Michigander. Thank you so much. Yeah, we were at 83,000 this morning. I actually put out a tweet yesterday where I, I said, you know, my wife is, is excited, wants to help me celebrate if we hit 100,000. I'm definitely going to do that. That'd be amazing and crazy. Uh, but I admitted, I said, well, if I'm being really honest, my wife might be listening to this. I don't know. Uh, I'm really aimed at 107,601, uh, which is the official seating capacity of my Michigan stadium uh, for my football team, the Wolverines. Uh, and I've been in that stadium so many times through my life. And if I could hit that number, 107,601, and be the seating capacity of this stadium that means so much to me, I, I feel like that would be crazy. I would have to do something uh, like a big stream. And I think Emily Baker on Twitter yesterday was suggesting I, uh, I color my hair maize and blue. Not sure I'm going to do that, but we will figure out something fun, uh, most definitely. Thank you so much for the well wishes, Gaming Forte. Daniel Martin, LawTube gearing up for their own defamation suit. Great coverage and great channel. Yeah, that just doesn't quite rise to the level of def defamation. As we've seen in Depth v. Heard, defamation is a tough legal standard to actually meet. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it, this is going to get worse before it gets better. But you know what? The fact that they're noticing, the fact that they're making these think pieces at all, I think that means we're winning. So we'll see what happens from there. Anna, get them, Hogue. Uh, strong muscle emoji, clapping emoji. Their fear is showing. I love LawTube. I think it is a little bit. I think it is. And I think it's going to continue to show. I think it's going to continue to show. Thank you for the super chat. Don Lionheart, the article is written like it's only lay people watching Legal Bites, but there are multiple lawyers who are not part of LawTube watching too. 
Yeah, well, we were just talking yesterday. Uh, I think it was on stream. I could never tell whether it's pre-show, post-show, or on stream at this point with Alita. And she said she's getting notes from lawyers and, and judges and things that are watching Legal Bites and following along. Uh, and that's the coolest thing. I will tell you this. It's also mildly terrifying, right? Because we're out there saying things about these court cases or whatever. And you know somewhere there's a lawyer that says, oh, that's not right. Oh, that hoag's an idiot. It's like, it's true. Lawyers always disagree on a whole bunch of things. Um, so that's uh, that's fun to think about. Somewhere in the world, when I say something on Alita's channel, there's probably a lawyer saying, that guy's a moron. <laughs> Normie, thank you for the super chat. Thank you and the LawTube community so much for making my last few weeks so much fun and educational at the same time. Double high five emoji. Double high five to you, Normie. Thank you for the super chat. Angela Simmons, I never knew LawTube existed before this trial. We're, we're pretty young. It's, it's, that's not your fault. Uh, but I'm here to stay because I love the community and you all make law info more accessible for people. That's the idea. The more you can understand how news stories are shaped, what's going around you, what is the meaning of people interacting in various ways, what they can say online or in messaging, corporate or otherwise, the more you can predict, the more you can understand why things are happening the way they're happening. Bradley Allen, love from Michigan, bro. And Nick is king of law too. I think Nick got us all together to start out with. Um, when I uh, had my first stream this last week, I sent Nick a thank you message uh, for inviting me uh, last year. So I, I, th I think that's a fair uh, assertion. Angela Richter, Tim Pool just posted a video explaining Musk's pause and shows why he did it and how Twitter is desperate for it not to come out. It was great chess. Well, I will check that out. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing what other people's theories are, certainly. Uh, but I hesitate to just automatically assume somebody's playing great four-dimensional chess. So we'll see. We'll see. I will check it out. Uli Kaplan, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, and then the stream yard went crazy. And I lost a bunch of stuff, so we're gonna scroll back up. I what you guys, you guys have gone crazy. Uh, so thank you, but it takes me a second to catch up. So entertain yourselves while I uh, while I scroll around a little bit. Alexander Jenkins, I love that you and your friends are having an impact against big bully journalism the way you are. Thank you so much. I, I like to say that there are journalists out there that are doing their best and maybe aren't equipped. Uh, to to handle some of the things that they're discussing. I would love to see them reach out to folks like us more. Uh, there are a lot of good games journalists that have reached out to me now more and more often uh, as I as I give them good quotes and I help them navigate these kinds of questions. I would love to see that happen more often across all of media. We'll see if it does. We'll see if it does. Becky G, I had too much anxiety watching it without you guys. Crying emoji. You make everything make sense. Please keep it up. I'm glad to hear it. I am very glad to hear it, as a matter of fact. Nick Wilson, yo, yo, you cheer me up as I have a brain injury and PTSD. I'm very sorry to hear that, but I am very happy to hear that somewhere in the world, I'm cheering someone like yourself up. That is a, that is a really cool thing to think. So thank you very much for the super chat. Leanne G, really selling the general public short in terms of education, aren't they? The, the layabouts that are just getting fed things. Who, who would think that? Except maybe somebody writing for a major outlet. Look at channels like SciShow and, uh, I don't know, Veritasium? something related to truth. They aren't gamifying science. I found LawTube through the algorithm, but I'm staying for the law. Thank you very much for the super chat. And somebody can convince me how to pronounce that uh, later. But those sound like things I would be interested in. Uh, the Epcot Center of law of YouTube. Jonathan Bott, that hack writer is writing clickbait. There have been lawyers on the stream who have changed their opinions, dispelling the bias BS. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. I came in saying this is an almost impossible case to win. 
And I think that it is not impossible, still pretty difficult. I'll probably talk about that more when we get back online uh, next week. Uh, Hempland TX, this article is like the one on Civil Law did a video about yesterday from The Guardian. It is just as much BS too. If it's the same Guardian article that we did a hangout on on Wednesday, then yeah, that article we got very feisty on and deservedly so. Smell then saying, I don't believe court proceedings should be broadcast live. Okay, all right. I think it creates conflicts for the attorneys and the judge. They should be focused on the parties and process, not their adoring public. I think this is a fair comment. You've seen this from others. You've certainly seen it from the, the Supreme Court, which has effectively said that if we make them televised, we would expect more grandstanding, both from the attorneys and the justices. Uh, and that's a reasonable concern. I think the value in seeing the judicial process actually bear out is more than the risk of grandstanding and over-politization of the actual presentation of the case. But here, as we say in this space, reasonable minds can differ because it's going to be a philosophical question. I think it's worth more to be transparent. I think it's worth more to see things, even if I wasn't streaming them, even if I wasn't doing this uh, on YouTube or elsewise, I think it's more important uh, than worrying about grandstanding. But reasonable minds can disagree. So thank you very much for the super chat, Smell Them Sing. Kyle Leroy, the issue with the media politicizing themselves, we should fall in right and left wing buckets. Now they are saying I fall in a bucket with what I watch. Yeah, there's a constant kind of refrain of you are your demographic, you are your political party, you are something that we can label and we can put in a box and place you on a shelf. And if you've got more and more movement, if you've got reasonable minds differing, if you've got people growing through that reasonable disagreement, that becomes harder to control might be too strong of a word, but at least to manage for what you want to do vis-a-vis -vis your media outlet. Um, thank you for the super chat. Boogie34, shirtless Rick at 100,000 subscribers. I will tell you right now, nobody wants that. Me, least of all. So we're not going to be doing shirtless at 100,000. We'll, we'll figure out some fun things to do. We'll, we'll have a stream. We'll have some guests. We'll, we'll have some fun. I know that my wife is thinking about doing a video uh, about it. So we will see. But I, I promise you, we will, we will definitely celebrate that occasion if and when it comes. I'll be honest. I was trying to get to 100,000 by next year. I, I think that's going to happen sooner. We'll see. Uh, Jid Fairbarn, kudos to you and YouTube law. Keep it up. Respect. Thank you so much for the super chat. Roketsu86 just wanted to say hi on my commute today. This week has given me a ton of content to get through. Keep up the great work code. Cat emoji. And like, I think like unconscious emoji. It looks like the things that like, uh, would flow over your head in a cartoon when you get hit by a mallet. Uh, thank you so much, Roketsu86. I really appreciate it. Don Leinart. 100,000 subscriber Hogue family spectacular. Hogue, Papa Hogue, Brother Hogue, and Mrs. Hogue. That would take some convincing. Um, my brother's moving across the country, so he should be in a closer time zone pretty soon. Uh, and that will mean, hopefully, more Thabtoes, which is two Hogues are better than one if you're relatively new to virtual legality. And my brother has been out of pocket for give or take a year. Um, but we want to do more of those two Hogue shows because we love that so much. And I love having an excuse to talk to my brother for a couple hours. Uh, every little while. I don't know. Mrs. Hogue is not going to love the camera. She doesn't like to be on camera for these things. Papa Hogue probably would do it. We'll see. We'll see. It's a great idea. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. The StreamYard is just having trouble with y'all because you're just being too darn generous. Squid K, your constant support of Legal Bites is making me emoji cry. So cute. Hearts emoji. I believe in people doing good stuff. And if I can help them, if I have the time, if I have the capacity, if I have the resources, I will do that. And I have believed from moment one 
that Alita is going to be a force on YouTube. And I'm so, so happy uh, to, as you know about me, be right about that. Uh, but to be able to help see that through. Uh, and you can bet I will be on uh, these last two weeks of the trial as much as I can be, uh, even though I've, I've got some things I'm going to have to bounce around on uh, as we go forward. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Jennifer, oh, the MSM is criticizing professionals for analyzing a topic of which they are experts and saying the experts are sensationalizing it seems legit and normal and further undermines their own credibility. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's when I'm joking about Inception and the meta context. I mean, you're reading an article about this that, again, serves a kind of gatekeeping function, the same one we saw in The Guardian and The Washington Post, and we will see more of before this trial is over. Mildly sober, to prove how much I like your stuff, I'm a Buckeyes fan. Let's pump up those likes, people. This this means a lot, mildly sober. I, I, I very much appreciate it. This would be very hard for me to do on an Ohio State stream. So I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, that means a lot to me. Uh, and I look very much forward to our game this fall and uh, that both teams uh, kick some butt and the better team wins. So thank you so much uh, for that super chat. That is very, very cool of you. Burnt raw toast. I have questions about the rawness of toast. Hmm. We'll discuss later. Found you on Sacred Symbols. I am a contributor at Sacred Symbols. Uh, love you guys. One of the last gaming podcasts I listened to, the rest have turned super woke anti-America piles of garbage. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of video game, uh, uh streams because I'm doing my own and otherwise participating in sacred symbols and elsewise. I, I think overall, not just in gaming and, and regardless of which side of the political spectrum you're on, a lot of sites and a lot of places have taken to talking about politics in a way that is very unlikely to unnerve a portion of their fan base. Uh, and so here in virtual legality, I try to treat things as uh, Joe Friday is just the facts, ma'am, as I can, um, so that you can make your own decisions on how you feel about that politically or socially or, or philosophically, um, because that's where I feel I can do the best. I can give the most value. Uh, and speaking of, we do actually have a guest here. Let's get that super chat off his face. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Hey, I figured I'd pop in for a minute and see if I could drive enough Super Chats to keep you on here for another three hours. Oh my goodness, Rob. Oh my goodness. So, so Rob, terrible. I use you as an example because they had a section in this article that talked about, hey, some people are getting super popular super fast and they might just, you know, uh, go away in the wind. Are you committed to this platform? You think you're going to be doing this for a while, you think? You know what's really funny about this one? And I was listening what? to you just in the background as my, I worked, My 40 minute like, long rant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. I'm sitting here going, I stopped like mid-sentence typing in a draft complaint and I'm just going, oh, he's still going. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, so I was listening to you and the comment, the criticism that was like, uh, what are these guys going to do when they put down their, when they when depth's gone? And I'm going, you know what, I, I never really thought that I would ever comment on law. Um, everyone in my life knows that I'm a lawyer, Yeah, but people in my life don't know that I'm a woodworker. So it's really kind of funny. Everyone always comes. If you're a lawyer, you get a million questions from everyone who wants legal advice. A million, <laughs> nine million. Um, but what has been kind of interesting about what's happened since this is I have a million text messages from friends that from like back in high school who were like, hey, can I send you a picture of this uh, dresser that broke? How do I fix it? Give me advice on that. And I <laughs> kind of think that's where I want to take the channel. Like I'll talk about law all day long, but man, let's just, let's just fix some, fix some stuff and figure, figure that out. So, yeah. I, 
there there is there is a place for that on YouTube. Um, so I, I would definitely I would definitely recommend it. I think you heard the reference to to niches or niches. I know people always yell at me for that. I think both are acceptable pronunciations, but you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, to to find what you love and that you're going to do anyway, that you're gonna like talking about and, and focus on that, right? Like people ask, but like the virtual legality logo is a video game controller in the court thing because I'm already reading video game articles. I'm already I'm already looking at this stuff. And then I say, hey, I'm a business lawyer. I can explain what's happening here, or I can say, oh, don't write that headline. That headline is wrong. And that became a whole portion of what I do on this channel. So if you love that woodworking stuff and and want to give that advice and like occasionally dovetail it with law, to me, I think that's a great place to live because as I said it in, in responding to this article, it is a legitimate grind. You have to want to do it fairly often. You have to keep the robot happy. Uh, by by being active-ish uh, uh, in the space. And so the best way to do that is something that you'd like doing anyway. Yeah. And I I saw what were you were tweeting yesterday. Um, some of your subscribers are upset that you're doing so much that be heard. Look, this this trial okay. is just, it's insane. It's six weeks. There's, there's, can't keep your, can't take your eyes off it for a second. So all of your favorite content creators will go back to the content they create when this thing is over. Hey, I've been putting out virtual reality videos this week too. Yeah, I've been very I, proud of, of, of doing both. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's a legitimate concern because, like, as of last Saturday, my my uh, my supporters are like, "What? What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? What happened?" Uh, and it's like, "Oh, yeah. Well, it was break week. I was always planning to be like, I wonder what a stream would be like here on the channel. Um, and uh, as it turns out, they're really, really good. They're really fun. Uh, so." Uh, yeah, but I was curious. Actually, I'm glad you popped in because I was like, you know, I'm going to use Rob as an example here. And I don't know. I, I I don't know where you wind up. I think you have a fantastic start uh, and I want you to be here and I want you to definitely be popping in over here. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, think I mean, I'm I'm planning on sticking around. The, the thing that's the big thing here is and honestly, the, the headlines and hangouts is one of the reasons why, because it's the analyzing what's going on and how the media is getting a lot of this stuff wrong um, for, for the media to look at a bunch of like, I'm a trial attorney for them to look at content that I have put out, which they kind of have done. They yes. look at content that I have put out and they're all of a sudden saying it's, it's akin to a TikTok. No, yep. no, no. I am a trial attorney. I have done this. You have not. <laughs> so please don't minimize what I am saying and yeah. put it in line with people that are making um, satire about a dog stepping on a bee. It's not the same. Yeah, no, and I think minimizing is a great word uh, for for what you are seeing here. It's a discounting of what anybody has to say if they don't have a byline and you know some kind of uh, big outlet that they're that they're putting their blog posts out under. Um, and so I, I've long been critical of various things. I do think there are legitimate media putting good stuff out there, and, and I'll try to add some of those. Uh, in the future, they just say, hey, here's the way I think that this kind of stuff should be handled. This is a better headline. This is a better way of treating this um, somewhat neutrally. But I have just been inundated with articles like this one, right? Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine if Alita's sitting back and just searching for her name. Like, they all tend to look like this. Um, and that, I'll be honest, that would drive me batty. <laughs> I, I would be, I would be writing letters to editors. So this I mean, is the I least I can do of, of yeah. saying... I'm in the second seat. I, I'm, I'm not the face of, of the gross, uh, of the growth. So I, uh, I appreciate that actually. 
Uh, but Emily and Alita are doing such good work. They're doing such good work. And to get this kind of treatment is just BS, man. It is just BS. Well, and I love that someone made the comment of the blue check brigade going after Alita and Emily. Um, yeah. Anyone else see that Emily got her blue check on Twitter? Did she? I think I, she put that out today. I did not. I did not see Emily get a check mark. She deserves it. Yeah. So obviously, obviously a major player. Any, yeah. Business insider. Don't eat your own. <laughs> this is just insider. This is, is the umbrella company. Yeah, this is the umbrella company for um, Business Insider is one of their subsidiary brands. How are these guys getting this all so wrong? They want to. I mean, I, I you, you can ascribe it to mistake, but I mean, I think when all the mistakes start adding up in the in the same direction, you, you've got a certain instance of, at bare minimum, circling the wagons and gatekeeping, right? And, and I don't I don't necessarily blame that overall impulse. We all have a certain survival instinct for either ourselves or our institutions, but I would like to see it treated fairly. There are ways to criticize LawTube. There are ways to criticize even Emily and Alita, who I love, on things that are actually true, rather than ascribing them, you know, TikTok faults and putting them in a group that you can easily easily throw into a fire. That's the wrong way to do it. You wanna you wanna go and come attack me and my friends? Uh, then you know at least put in the legwork, do it the right way. And we'll have a conversation about that, but that's not what they want to do. Um, so I'm going to hit some more of these super chats, Rob, since a, a couple came in when you did. <laughs> JY, I love how LawTube, let's see if we can get you so it's not covering your face. Yeah. I love how LawTube has unified the community, especially the legal bite speakers who have become such tight friends now. We really have, you should see us behind the scenes. Love the friendship and your channel. Thank you so much for the super chat. I'm so excited I found this amazing community. Thank you for sharing all your insight and expertise. Also, greetings from Northwest Ohio. I, I love the North of Ohio. You know, you get to start closing in on Columbus. We got issues, but I'm a Wolverine. We'll figure it out. Thank you so much for the super chat. Kyle Leroy, great content, Hogue. Have been a fan since your January 6th video. Uh, a lot of people really like that one. I did a video uh, essentially as it happened. Uh, you are the best. Always good to see a fellow Wolverine having success. Hail to the victors. Hail to the victors. Go blue. Thank you so much. Kelly C, 107,000 equals video from the big house. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I think I maybe could do that. It depends. I have to get to 107,000 when it's not the season. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Help me out. Uh, like and subscribe uh, if you're if you're new to the if you're new to the space. If we get to 107,610 or 601, I uh, maybe that would be cool. We could do a live stream from the big house. Ooh. Okay. Very exciting. Very enticing. I love that chat. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, Mimer82, I feel bad for serious journalists, a sadly dying breed who end up grouped with these easy content chasing reporters. There is no serious investigation, just a series of quotes in their opinion. Co-counsel very much approves trying to figure out how to be at the big house uh, for that. So fantastic. Uh, there is no serious investigation, just a series of quotes and their opinion. Uh, yeah, there, there does seem to be a certain sect of uh, journalists that go and find tweets uh, or otherwise regurgitate press releases. Uh, and I, I, I'm not as impressed by that, certainly. Brandon Lesko, drinking stream at 100,000. I think you overestimate my drinking capacity. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm damn near a teetotaler. I can be knocked over with a champagne glass. What are your thoughts on doing a collab with Good Logic? Uh, he is overly hyper but needs a hype man. Screaming emoji, beers emoji. Uh, I have been on with Joe uh, a number of times. I have been on his stream a number of times. Uh, but... Uh, he streams at times that are uh, a little bit difficult to get on, uh, and Joe likes to yell at me, uh, so I have to get my—I have to be ready. 
right? Joe you have to be ready. To everybody. He does. He does. You have to be ready though. You have to get like your, your pugilism gear on. You just have to be ready to spar a little bit. Sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Sometimes I'm not. Joe is always in the mood for that. Uh, so when I say reasonable minds can differ, when I say law tube differs quite a lot, it's like, yeah, Joe screams at me. And that doesn't mean that we can't still collaborate and work together, but he, uh, he's like, you're, you're an idiot, Rick. It's like, fair enough. Let's talk about it. Um, so yeah, no, I have no problem uh, with Joe. Uh, I've been on Joe's stream uh, a couple of times. Joe dubs 35 journalism is dead. Very sorry to hear that. Can't rely on the truth with them, but congrats on your channel, dude. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Raketsu86, speaking of Thabto, two hogs are better than one. Maybe a gaming stream with the two of you. Hogs fire team. Man, I am really pumped about my brother moving to a closer time zone. So if we can work some stuff out, we are going to work some stuff out. Obviously, with the channel exploding as it is right now, uh, we are once again re-examining balance between various uh, things that I'm doing, the law firm and the, and the channel, communications with my brother, etc. So always under examination. Stay tuned. Uh, Don Leinart, camera not required, lol. She guested on a post-mortem. She guested on a post-mortem. Alita did? I'm not remembering that previous comment, so I apologize, Don. Uh, Anu Batten, the media seems to forget the absolute circus they made of the OJ trial back in the day. They do tend to forget that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Little bit of sensationalism back then. Little bit. And the media is also feeding the sensationalism of this trial. Like, don't blame people for covering it when you're boosting it, too. They're boosting it. And, and what's funny is, like, they're boosting it with these opinion pieces and think pieces, right, Rob? I mean, it's like, it's it's double-layered. So they, yeah. they focus on us, and then, then that talks about Jenny Depp and Amber Heard and a number of these articles, not this last one that we just read. Then they'll go over the salacious details. <laughs> like, Stay tuned. Can you believe this case? While they're deriding coverage of the case from basically everyone but themselves. It is the craziest thing. It's it's media reporting on media in a in and media that they don't like in such a weird way. I am fascinated by it, I have to admit. Yeah. Archmage Raven, as with 99% of the articles posted by the MSM mainstream media, all this article is good for is to be printed and used as toilet paper. You don't even have to print it to do that. You can just take the paper out of your printer. The MSM is scared to death that they are losing control of our minds. It might be. I mean, I, to me, that's the more political aspect that you could ascribe to this thing. I think they're worried about revenue and clicks and content and things like that. When you can come on virtual legality and just like and subscribe here and it doesn't even cost you anything. Right. I mean, you know what? Some, some, of this stuff, some of this stuff is important because this is the thing that drove me to look at LawTube in the Rittenhouse case. And this is obviously the thing that is driving a lot of the, the chat to come and look at the people like LawTube. They're talking about this stuff. You need that opinion. If that opinion didn't exist, if that media didn't exist, it wouldn't drive you to look for alternative views of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I don't think you were on yet. It's like, that's that's how I got invited. I was tweeting about Rittenhouse headlines. And I and uh, yeah, Nick invited me on. And I said, sure. I mean, I'm not a litigator as long as you don't mind. Uh, Squid K, you're making me cry more. Stop. Hearts emojis. Crying happy emojis. Crying somewhat shocked or really upset emoji. Thank you so much, Squid K. Knoxville Buckeye, keep up the amazing work. Another Buckeye and volunteer that enjoys and appreciates your work. I, I got to tell you, I think I might be most touched by the outpouring of support from Buckeye Nation here. Uh, we're, we are crossing even more important lines than political lines here, folks. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Knoxville Buckeye. 
Bradley Allen, yes, Rob, do that. I'd watch that all day, every day. I think they're talking about woodworking specifically mm. on the YouTube. I'm telling you, Rob, you might have one of the real winners, which is I think you could just turn on almost like a zoo camera. You could just turn on the camera when you're doing something and like uh, just respond to uh, to chats digging in from time to time. And people just put it on for like eight hours. It's like I, I fall asleep with it. Hey, you never know. Who knows? Strange. I will tell you this, man. Stranger business models have succeeded in this space, Rob. That's that's true. What was the dude that wasn't there a guy that filmed himself sleeping and people could like wake him up with? Didn't you see that? I don't remember that one. Oh, oh that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just just poke him with like a super chat. It's great. Yeah, with noise, and it would like make a blaring noise, and it'd wake him up, and they would. <laughs> Just amuse yourself today with some money. Uh, Don Lineart, I wish I knew about Rob. A year ago, my parents moved to Richmond and had some custom woodwork done for TV stands and such. Would have sent them to you. Oh, my. Uh, Patty LB1211, you're correct about niches. Just remember, irregardless is not a word. <laughs> Nothing beats the Ohio State University. I said it for you. I said it for I you. Gonna, Ohio say, State you tried to, to freaking... What? Yeah, they, they tried to trademark the word the. I mean, I, you know, my, my brethren to the South, come on. But I will say the Ohio State University for you. Sorry I had to. It's no worries. Go blue. It'll be a fun game in the fall. Alexander, do you think these outlets view you as a competitive threat alternative? Yes. In that sense, it's in their best interest to drag your names to the mud. Also understood, but expect the criticism to come back at you from me, right? I, I, I can do a screed. I, I I just did one live, uh, so I can I can counter your points. And if you want to come on, author of Insider article, you want to come on, you want to come on to a heading outs and headlines. I will chat with you. We will talk about it. Reasonable minds can differ. I think you've got a lot of unreasoned positions here, but convince me. I'm an open mind. Happy to have you on if that would make you happy. So absolutely. KitKat78, why does no one in the MSM discuss the abuse she perpetrated? Why don't they blame her for the damage being done to all true victims of DV and or SV? That's what makes me angry. It's never her fault. I don't know the answer to this question because I wasn't following this like a lot of you were. It seems to me, just from implication, that a number of these outlets staked out a position and they don't want to roll back on it. Um, that it's easy for me to come in and say, I don't know anything. That's a hard case. Wow, that's a stronger case than I thought. Hmm, she's not quite that believable. And to evaluate it as it happens, than it is if I had put out a video explaining exactly why Amber Heard is fantastic and Johnny Depp is an abuser a year or two ago, right? Um, so I think there's some of that built in right now, but I'm speculating. I don't know why there aren't more folks that are saying, hey, that moving their positions. Now, I will say I was on Nate's stream the other day. Go check out Nate, the lawyer. Just like check out Law & Lumber. Like, subscribe, look at their videos and things. And I was on Nate's stream and he was looking at media. He was looking at video media and he was finding that a number of outlets, I believe it was NBC and Fox News and I think HLN, he said. Is that a real network? We're going to assume that it is. Had moved closer toward their analysis saying she's not that believable. And at some point, you do cross kind of the blind man threshold, right? At some point, you have to look at it and say, that seems exaggerated at minimum. And you can't just go out there and, and just deny your lying eyes because then you lose all credibility. So I think you are seeing slow, like the Titanic movement of some of these media outlets that say, well, we can't actually, we can't actually just tell you that that all seemed legit. Um, so, you know, stay tuned to that as well. It could break the other direction. But I think before it does, there will be more attacks 
on LawTube and associating it with Twitch and TikTok and whatnot uh, before this is all said and done. Uh, Caitlin Harris, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Same for Robin Clark. Thank you so much. Don Leinart, as a Joe from New York, can confirm we're all very loud. <laughs> That's probably I, the best one. <laughs> Joe is very loud. Joe is very loud. My parents love him, by the way. One of my parents is from the New York area. It says, yeah, it's, that's a New Yorker. Crazy Warrior, just wish we could get video of the jury. Maybe after trial finishes, they let that footage go public. No. Nope. So that we get more of the picture. No, there could be jury interviews. Uh, you might get some discussions from jurors. Um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Once they realize what level of cultural interest this is, uh, the, I, I suspect we'll get some jury talks because uh, there's money to be made there. But you don't know. But if you're interested in jury reaction, tune in next week yes. to Legal Bites and to Runkle and to everybody. Yes, let's pitch it. Let's absolutely pitch it. So, Rob, you and Ian Runkle of Runkle of the Bailey are parachuting into the Fairfax courthouse this week. Is that right? Yeah, he's quite literally going to be crashing at my house. Oh, no. We're going to drive to the courthouse at some ungodly hour in the morning can, and get in. Can we get like a 10 minute um, like mobile phone video and call it Law Tube Sleepover where you guys have some sleeping bags out and there's some popcorn and you're watching like Pirates of the Caribbean? Bags, but you might you might see some whiskey. OK. All right. Well, you do your sleepovers the way you want to do it. But I would love to see something like Pirates of the Caribbean on the TV or or Rum Diary. And uh, yeah, we, I, I, I see a video here. Honest to God, Rob, I think it would go viral. <laughs> so, we're going to see. I might I might teach Runkle how to make something in the shop while he's there. That would also be good. So we'll see. Rob and, it's Rob be and Ian crazy. making things. Yeah. But I love uh, it. So, yeah, I released a video yesterday kind of going through what I'm going to be looking for in the jury. So anyone go take a look at that. If you have suggestions of what you want to see, like anything like that, drop it in the comments or whatever you can. Fantastic. And yeah, I'm sorry. I missed that segue. What a great one. See Rob, you took it up yourself. Absolutely. Good pitch. Cause we're sending in the troops. We've got actual people that are going to be observing this thing from the law tube community. So uh, go like and subscribe to Rob. Go like and subscribe to Runkle of the Bailey. They're going to be delivering the news that you won't find anywhere else because it's just their eyeballs and their brains uh, that are going to be telling us what they see. So fantastic. Don Leinart, Mrs. Hogue, Hogue family spectacular. No camera. It'll just be a voice. It'll just be we'll get a we'll get an artist to draw a picture of her uh, and she'll just be like, hey, everybody. She just doesn't love she just doesn't love the camera. And to be honest, this isn't a space where it would be easy uh, for her to be on it. Definitely. Uh, mad woman with a box. I'm trying to watch both you and Nate because you're all both live. I'm sorry, Nate. I, 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 I go impromptu with these things right now. We're going to sort that out. So we're not stepping on toes. That's my fault, but I am failing crying, happy, laughing emoji. Glad the media is scared. Keep up the good work. Robin Clark. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Edmund Burke, love law tube and the informative unbiased info hearts emoji. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, we're, we're trying to do good work here. We legitimately are. We're not trying to take you down a, whatever that article ended with, a rabbit hole of despair and darkness. I know that I can only speak for me, but I feel this way strongly about a number of the law tubers. We're trying to inform, to let you decide what you're seeing and to better understand the processes before you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Immersive IRL coining the law tube effect. Streisand effect, but predicated instead on MSM indignation. Yep. I Honestly... 
Rob, I would love to be able to get the granular detail of that Guardian article going up. I bet you had acceleration for a solid six hours after it goes up because they used the name of your I, video. I think it did. Honestly, <laughs> I think it did. Because there's if you look at the analytics and like the back end, it's like all of a sudden you see it go, you go, it goes from this taper and it goes to like that a little bit. Yep. And you're going, that's oh, what it looks like. Okay, that worked. Yeah. And you get some of those that are extreme and you wind up searching on the internet. It's like something happened. What, where, what, how? You think we get all this data, folks, potentially, or at least I did before I started doing this? No, it's just a mystery. Your lines will just shift and you'll be like, uh, somebody said something. And sometimes you'll find it. Oh, you hit the Reddit main page. That's a good one. That'll work well. Um, or that kind of thing. And you you, you try to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I bet the Guardian, I bet the Guardian legitimately accelerated you, Rob. Uh, fan art exhibit. Hey, Hogue, big thanks to all the law tubers throughout the JD trial. I never thought I'd hear myself say I can't wait to watch my favorite lawyers. Thank you, fan art exhibit. All right, Rob. Well, I know you said you had other stuff to do. I have one more article I'm, I was going to just pop into. I don't know if you want to look at it with me or not. Uh, if this is a good exit ramp for you, you're more than welcome to take it. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump off. If, yeah. if you're still reading when you're when I'm done with my next meeting, then I'll pop back on. Yeah, I don't. I, hopefully I won't be. I have some other things hopefully. I have to hit, but absolutely. Rob, it was wonderful to see you. I'm looking forward to your and Ian's insights coming off the trial. Uh, what what an exciting time. Thank you so much for popping in, Rob. No problem. Have a good one. Absolutely. And go check out Law & Lumber as he goes away. Like, subscribe. He's got now, I think, three videos up, which are all better than you know what we put out here on the regular uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of viewership. Uh, so go check him out. Uh, absolutely. And then we have one last article that I wanted to cover primarily because it was recommended, right? So we, we got a tweet here. And I wanted to say, because I've said this in the other episodes of Hangouts and Headlines, I'm always looking for articles. If there's something you think that should be covered here, find me. Uh, I'm most easily accessible on Twitter. I'm also checking my comments regularly. Secret Squirrel at Hoglaw. Here's one you need to do. And that one is from our favorite participant here uh, on Hangouts and Headlines. And that is the New York Post with little animated headlines here just to really make things look like you're in idiocracy. Uh, Johnny Depp fans rally behind Marilyn Manson, slam Evan Rachel Wood. And I want to talk about this briefly. This isn't quite the same level of attack or problem necessarily as the Insider article, but there are word choices and assumptions made here that we've grown to expect from our friends at the New York Post, right? And if you go back to our first episode, of Hangouts and Headlines, we established the New York Post is a News Corp company. News Corp owns the sun. A lot of what we're getting from the UK is all indicative of problems they have with Johnny Depp suing the sun, suing in general over defamation. The New York Post shares that parent company connection, and they have taken a largely negative Johnny Depp facing approach. And this kind of eases them in, as we've seen from the other articles over this period of time, into blaming streamers and LawTube and whatnot. Um, so let's take a look at just a few of the things I wanted to highlight, and then we can all have uh, the rest of our fun Friday the 13th. Uh, but here's a couple of references that are made early on. Johnny Depp's longtime friend with disgraced shock rocker Marilyn Manson has been repeatedly referenced at his ongoing trial against ex-wife Amber Heard, but his radical fan base is now taking it to a darker place. So I don't think you need any guidance uh, as to how the, the phraseology in the very first sentence of this particular piece describing fans of Johnny Depp as radicals. This is radical fans of Johnny Depp are taking it to a darker place. 
and to be honest, there are in every group of people, including whatever the Johnny Depp fans wind up calling themselves. I think they refer to the justice for Johnny Depp hashtag here in this article. There are undoubtedly going to be people that are too extreme or too passionate or too whatever about these various things. But you open up with essentially establishing that people who otherwise might agree with the premise of the underlying action here, whatever it might be, we don't know yet reading the article, are already radicals, right? Like they, that's it. They, you've assumed that this group of people are radicals. Depp's super fans, so we ease up on the accelerator a little bit. They're not radicals, they're just super fans, have launched a Justice for Johnny Depp smear campaign against Heard on social media. Okay, so it's a smear campaign to criticize Amber Heard, and then you throw in some examples of why that might be a smear campaign, accusing her of being a psychotic witch and a manipulative liar. Now, in all honesty, as I view these, one is worse than the other. Psychotic witch is just pure ad hominem. It doesn't really explain anything. Manipulative liar is more in my opinion, an assertion of evaluating what you saw in front of you as she testified. I don't know that that's necessarily accurate. And I think the New York Post article writer could say it's not accurate. And you could say that reasonably. Uh, but as we look at all of this, it's something that a reasonable person could also decide upon, that that person doesn't have to be a radical or a Johnny Depp super fan to say, you know, she might be a manipulative liar. I'm, I'm willing to commit to she might be a manipulative liar. And now, with the trial in recess until next Monday, the actor's ardent fans have turned their attention to Manson, aged 53, who first became Depp, friends with Depp, aged 58, back in the 1990s. Thousands of instances of the hashtag I stand with Marilyn Manson have flooded Twitter in the last week alone. Like Depp, Manson, who was born Brian Warner, has been brought down by allegations of abuse made by a high-profile former flame. In February 2021, Manson's ex-fiance, Evan Rachel Wood, who I've seen as ERW, and I never understand it when people send me that acronym, accused the rocker of horrific abuse, writing on her Instagram page, I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. The three-time Emmy nominee further claimed she was groomed by Manson when they met in 2006, when she was 18 and he was 37. So we look at this. And we've, we've we're put forward her accusations first and foremost, and that's fine and in terms of reporting. I've got some questions about the use of the term groomed as an 18-year-old, but I, it's, a, it's an unclear term anyway, as used in reporting nowadays. Uh, so that's not the biggest deal. But you continue to see these kinds of uh, references in the New York Post particularly. And then you say Evan Rachel Wood and Amber Heard have apparently been seen together. And the New York Post implies that that is what all of this is based on in terms of Johnny Depp fans going and supporting is that the notion, the conspiracy theory that they're somehow working together. Then you have what I think is one of the worst lines in this particular article. And that is essentially while they are claiming that these are radicals, that these are Johnny Depp super fans, that they've taken this all into a dark place and this is all conspiracy because they've been in photos together. They say several have even, even, gone so far as to claim that both Depp and Manson are abused men. Now, it might be the case, I don't know the Manson case at all, uh, that Manson is obviously not an abused man. I don't know that that's the case. I'm just saying it's possible. But by combining the sentence, by framing it in this way, this seems to suggest that it is impossible, it is radical, it is super fans that could deign to suggest that Johnny Depp is an abused man. Having watched the trial, I find it very difficult to say 
that it is some kind of radical position to suggest that Johnny Depp may, may in fact be an abused man. And what I look at from a sentence here that, that worries me so is that the suggestion, the implication that it is a radical or super fan driven notion that realistically any man could be an abused man, right? And we're seeing that in the trial. We're seeing that with some of the coverage. And I, I don't mean to suggest anything about the Manson case that I don't know anything about, but it's the, it's the journalistic framework here to establish radicalism, to establish conspiracy, and then have a line like this. And I think that's the last one I pulled out of this article. Oh, no, not quite. Uh, I just wanted to point out that they do say that Manson has been accused of significantly more abuse uh, than Johnny Depp. It might be an entirely different case here. They go over some of the summaries here. I'm not interested in the Manson case specifics, at least not now, uh, while we're talking about the Johnny Depp case. Uh, but I did want to point this article out as using that kind of problematic language and framing, not listed as opinion, listed in the entertainment section here, that we have seen from some of these other outlets. I don't know anything about that case. That was just talking about the journalism. And I do want to thank Secret Squirrel for highlighting it for me. Uh, I think Secret Squirrel is actually in the chat right now, helping to, to moderate and keep the bots out and things like that. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate people sending me things that they think would be interesting to go over in this space. Uh, so thank you very much for that. We're going to hit a few super chats here at the end. Um, and then we're going to call it on another uh, Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for everybody who has joined me. Uh, if, if you, if you want to hang around and, and look at these super chats, that is awesome. Uh, if you don't, I really appreciate it. I understand Nate is live right now. So if you want to check him out, uh, please do. I did not mean to step on Nate's toes. <laughs> I, I looked, I did look to see if anybody else was live, but I must've missed it. Uh, Katie Sims, Rob, stay after court with the crowd and get a video of JD. He might do that. He might do that. I think he's going to stay all day. So we'll see what they do. Flora Anderson, don't you think the MSM is so pro-amber to help one of their own, the Washington Post, save face in their defamation trial? Love LawTube. I don't know. They're they're competitors, right? I mean, like they're they're technically on the opposite sides of where they would want to be here, but they're also in the same industry that they might see as really threatened by this kind of coverage. So you might be right. You might be right. I don't know the answer to that question. Zane, when did LawTubers first meet? Alita's first live stream of the trial. I'm off to make tea. Earl Grey, hot. Thank you, Captain Picard. Smiling happy emoji. Smiling happy emoji. Uh, no, I've known Alita for years. Um, Alita. I believe she'll tell the story and, and various of her streams. Uh, she was the first person that I had in virtual legality as a guest. Um, and she asked me to come on as a guest. And I had said no to a couple of other people um, because quite frankly, we weren't set up. We weren't rigged to have guest appearances. If you've watched virtual legality, the episodes are video on demand. Uh, they're, they're taped by me. They're put up. They aren't guest flexible. Uh, and so she asked me to do that. And if I, if you go watch that interview, I think it's all jury rigged. I think it's, I think it's StreamYard. I think it's a, like a free version. Um, but, um, we go through that interview a couple of years ago, uh, and, uh, we had been in contact basically ever since. Um, so when she's involved covering the Rittenhouse trial, uh, last year, I'm watching it and I'm watching her and I'm getting messages from her. Uh, and then I'm seeing the difference in coverage between uh, what she's doing and what it's doing, what those people proto LawTube are doing, uh, and um, and the difference in the headlines and the reporting thereon. And I start tweeting about it. I was specifically tweeting, as you might imagine, about the uh, prosecutor in that case trying to suggest that uh, Mr. Rittenhouse's playing of Call of Duty influenced his actions on that night. Um, so as someone that covers that kind of stuff, that really probably in part got into law because of the ridiculousness of the Mortal Kombat and Night Trap hearings in the Senate in the 90s, when that stuff started coming out in that case, I was tweeting about it a lot. 
uh, and Nick, Nick Riccata said, hey, do you want to come on? At which point I said, I'm not a litigator. I, I don't know that you necessarily want me on the space. He said, no, it'll be great. You, you know, you have the right disposition for it. Um, and I came on and uh, we've all been connected in various parts uh, ever since. And we were talking about the Depp Heard trial for at least a couple of months uh, before it started. Uh, and then I said, hey, I'm going to help Alita uh, and I'm going to be on her channel as much as she can stand me. Uh, and, you know, that's the story is written. And we've been doing that uh, ever since for the last month. Agnes, can't believe you said the C word. What did I say? Censorship? I don't know. Or maybe you're just trying to frame me in, in reverse. See, this is why you're not allowed to put your own texts in. It's hearsay because you're trying to bolster uh, to suggest that something happened. Anyway, uh, crying happy emoji. I'm glad to see your input on the trial. The respect and open-mindedness is exactly what people need. I only played Mass Effect and Halo, but I'll try to stick around. Maybe we'll get you interested in some other games. Uh, you know, put a comment down. Ask for some things. Uh, in terms of what you like in gaming. And I'd be happy to try to uh, set you up with games that you might otherwise enjoy. Uh, I love that. I love setting up people with good gaming experiences. Uh, Leafy, Fifi Foo. Hope I got that right. As a UK viewer, imagine if I only had access to our media, raised eyebrow emoji. Uh, LT, LawTube, is international and that's what scares them. Thank you all. It's definitely educational. Nerd emoji. Thank you so much. Emily Aarons, Emily D. Baker always says, don't rile the lawyers. Why are all these journals trying to rile the lawyers? Hmm, emoji. And go pack because I don't follow college football laughing squinting emoji. Hey, the Packers have been dominating our division for forever. I'm a Lions fan as, as, long, uh, as well as a Wolverines fan. Uh, so you know my pain there. So I, I totally understand rooting for the Packers. Jennifer, can you explain your color notation system? Oh, um, well, it's not going to be as exciting as you might think. Uh, so in general, when we do some highlighting here, for the most part, my biggest goal is to set off phrases that should be read separately or, or particularly noted, uh, right? So we talk about the intro to this first sentence here, and then I want to highlight that the examples that they give, which isn't technically a part of their overall thesis, right? Their thesis is Depp superfans have launched a smear campaign. That's the sentence, and then they give examples. So that's a different function <clears throat> within the grammatical structure. So I'm setting off things. Then I look at the colors that I've used. And if I don't want to go back to just yellow orange, I'll set them off this way. Then the only real coding things that I use is that green is most often used for quotes, which of course I didn't do here because that would have been a good example. Uh, and I don't have that to offer to you. And I use red for important stuff. Um, so if it's red, that's usually, I, I want to really highlight it. I don't think I had to use any red in this. So this is just a terrible example. Uh, but that's how these things are coded. Maybe I, maybe I do use red in this uh, article. Uh, is to set off phrases to understand how they interact with each other. Uh, green for big quotes. And then if I want to set off those quotes, I have to pick another, uh, another color. And then red for, for highlighting various things that I want to highlight, such as Emily Baker massively understating uh, what her popularity is uh, to this insider interviewer. Um, so thank you for asking. Um, it's not super exciting, I, I know, uh, but it's primarily to set off portions of sentences so that we can better understand them. It's particularly useful in my line of work contracts because you'll have like the verb and it'll be 25 lines removed from how it does what it does. And so when I'm reading through documents, you might see it in my Elon Musk video today. Uh, I take a look at something like the definition of material adverse effect and I can piece out for people. It looks like you're a Goonies trying to put uh, the, the skull thing over code, I can show what the sentence actually is, scrubbing the legalese. So that's really where my system comes from. That's what it's most focused on, but I still use it when I'm looking at articles. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. 
Um, Tarantula Ravenblood, my tweet was used in that article, in the, in the New York Post article. Awesome. Jackie Joe 15, so if the jury finds Johnny Depp innocent, are they radical super fans? Well, so Johnny Depp's guilt or innocence is not at issue. This is a civil trial, <clears throat> excuse me, where they are trying to determine whether Amber Heard should be liable, should owe money for Johnny Depp. So nothing is going to be found about Johnny Depp, although if Johnny Depp loses, you can bet that the reporting will suggest that he lost because the jury couldn't actually prove that the statements were false. So we saw that in the Sun case, where effectively because he lost on a case where the Sun called him a wife beater and the judge said because he's a wife beater, that that got uh, held against him in media. And it's one of the reasons why if you're sitting across the desk from me and we're talking about should I bring a defamation claim, one of the things I'll say is, well, if you lose, that could wind up worse. You're highlighting the situation and a court could find that there's enough evidence to suggest that whatever bad thing you're being accused of actually happened. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it's good that we're ending pretty soon here. Um, so, uh, no, I get your point. They wouldn't be radical super fans, uh, but he's also not going to be found innocent one way or the other. Andrea Elisi, reading the New York Post is like talking to someone who heard the news and now they're trying to give you the gist, John Mulaney. I like that. Rob should build courthouse furniture. That's a good idea too. Uh, so hold on. Mad woman with a box. You were live first. Nate came on at 10 uh, central. Oh, 11 a.m. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I don't feel as bad. Thank you so much, mad woman with a box. We will get you over there. And pretty soon all of LawTube will figure out how to use the, the redirect buttons and have permissions. And I would just send you straight to Nate. Uh, but we can't do that yet because the wires aren't properly lined up. Amanda Aries, Post Manson's piece feels pretty transparently like trying to bring Johnny Depp down. I agree. Very different situations. Getting sick of people are saying journalism. I don't blame you, honestly. Um, and we have, I think, just one more here. Don Leinart, does Alita's guest spot predate Accursed Farms? So I did an interview with Accursed Farms. Um... I don't know. I'd have to look at those dates. You probably know the answer to this when you're asking me. Uh, Accursed Farms might be first, but I don't I, I don't believe that was video. I believe we were using like a Discord. Um, so I view Alita's as kind of the first time a guest appeared on my channel. So that that's that's maybe how I'm skinning that particular onion. Kuya G68, get Robin Runkle to sit besides Chanley, the court TV reporter. That would give Super Chat something to talk about. We'll see what we can do. Uh, and those, I believe, are all of our Super Chats. You guys have been generous as always. Again, if you like this stuff, if you like this kind of commentary, if you like LawTube, you can tell the media is coming after us pretty good. Please go check out my LawTube friends. You saw Rob today. You heard about Ian. Obviously, Alita and Emily were in the article themselves. Like and subscribe to all of their channels. Like and subscribe here if you like this kind of continuing commentary. And I will see you on the next episode of Virtual Legality. Thank you, Music Mayor 89 donating to raise Rob's Q score. I love it. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And get ready. We've got cross-examination next week.